Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Lincoln's favorite song. So. Yeah. yeah. I know he loved Randy Rhodes. Not a big Ozzy guy. Really? No. And oh, I, I'm that not makes even, me sad. I'm not exactly sure why. Oh. I, okay. Get ready to punch me. <laughs> I just don't think he's that good. I, I mean, like, I, I get it. I, I hear it. I've listened to it forever. I've sang it. I, I see what's happening here. But I, it's, it's sort of like Kiss. You had to commit. Right? Like in seventh grade, I've told this story before. I see what you mean. You had to pick a team. My first week, some kid in, in Gene Simmons makeup pinned me against an oak tree in the front of the junior high. And he's like, are you in the Kiss Army? I'm like, I'm in whatever army you're in, sir. <laughs> Sign me up. It doesn't matter what army it is. Just <laughs> don't rub your grease paint on my face. Uh, but yeah, Ozzy always seemed kind of like the same. Like you had to commit. Wow. <sighs> I just never could. Yeah. Wait, so hold on. People were walking around like that? Yes. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. With their faces painted? Back oh, yeah. in the, back I, in I the old that. days. Yeah, I, I saw really? That. Kiss Army, yeah. man. Yeah. Yep. Just Santa like on a, yes. on a Tuesday? Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> there was a group okay. of popular seniors who decided one day to dress up like, which one? There's an album where they're wearing suits. And, uh, oh, the yeah, the yeah, yeah. So I don't remember what they, it is. That's yeah. what they dressed up as and, of course, decided to pin me against a tree. <laughs> nice of them. But... <laughs> Positive side, you're in the Kiss Army still. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I probably <laughs> once you're in, haven't paid my dues in a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, once you're in, you there's no such up. thing as a former member. There's no backsliding like the out of the Kiss Army, like the Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah, once saved, always saved, <laughs> yep. kind of thing. Yep. I do get what you're saying about Ozzy. There's, I can't think of the song now because all that's in my head is Crazy Train. But he's got. What what are the other couple of good oh, ones? He's got a million of them. I know, but I mean. the, the Man, real really bark at the moon. Uh, that's not it. I don't no. know. There's one that I think is a real banger, but <laughs> otherwise, one. yeah, dozens. But I get what Dave's saying about it. Um, I asked Brad if you guys talked about the president list because he's going to be disappointed to not introduce you to it. Oh yes, and he didn't know what it was. Yeah, the ranking. Yeah, I forgot about it. So this is a actually I screenshotted the Fox story about it because. Fox is always so fun. Um, what did they say? 
a new ranking of presidents by a group of self-styled experts. So you know, you know, Trump, you know, Trump didn't fare well on this one, right? Uh, the, 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 the 2024 Presidential Greatness Project is 154 respondents. They're academics. They're historians. And year after year, they rank the presidents uh, on like a 10, 10 different category scale. And it gives a composite. Okay. Want to hear them? Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to hear this. Uh, let's do some guesses. Number one. Who do you think? John Adams. Abe. Uh, a- Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Uh, he was number one the last year as well. He had a 93.87 rating. Uh, FDR takes number two. Uh, last year it was George Washington, who drops to three. Teddy Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Truman comes in at six. Obama moves up nine spots to take number seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eisenhower, LBJ, Kennedy, Madison at 11, Bill Clinton at 12, John Adams at 13. Hey, my guy. Joe Biden at 14. Mm-hmm. Woodrow Wilson, Reagan at 16. Grant, then, uh, you know, President, 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 President. Uh, and then you get down to the bottom five, Harding, Harrison, Pierce, Johnson, Buchanan, and bringing up the rear worst president of all time, according to this group. Chester A. Arthur. With a 10.92, Donald Trump. Oh. Hmm. How about oh. that? Hmm. No, Arthur came in at 33. Oh, wow. He's yeah, moving up. He's better than a whole bunch of them. <laughs> better than Nixon, Hoover, Tyler, Taylor, Fillmore, Harding. So, yeah. So Abe's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are the, the, the salient ones. Abe's number one. Uh, Biden's number fourteen. Trump's number forty-five. Uh, with the ten points, ten point score. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So everyone, it's sort of like when there's a shooting, and everyone just you know takes their goes to their corners. Corner, yeah, yeah. 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 So you know that's what's going to happen with this. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. curious to see, like, how does it move? You said George Washington was number two last year. Now he's yeah. number three. <laughs> yeah, what changed? Did they get, like, new people? New information. Oh, they, they, yeah. they do. They do. Okay. They, they, the way they describe it is they go, it sounds fairly painstaking, uh, where they go through and they rate them on these different things, and then they send them in, and then they average them out, and they're like, oh, look at that. Uh, like, they'll just, for example, uh they evidently thought that uh, that Biden has done well in the past year, and therefore he, you know, is going to move up a little bit. Or d- new historians, you know, say something about uh, uh, Reagan. Uh, he, I guess he wasn't as great as we thought he was, and then he moves down five spots. So it's, you know. Yeah, but shouldn't the current president be excluded from that? I think so. I, I would agree. I, I, yeah, It should be, because you can't put a president who's currently the sitting president in any sort of historical context Agreed. until their office until is over. over. I would actually go even further. I'd say you should probably have a 10-year waiting period. I don't agree. Because I mean, we don't, don't disagree. We don't it's not the, it's not the like Hall of Fame, Kevin. No, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you don't understand the full impact of all these policies for right. at least two terms after you're gone in exactly. some cases. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think old Don might have gotten screwed there. Then, because- then you don't get yelled at either by all the modern people because their guy is too low. Whether yeah. it's whether it's a you know it doesn't matter who it is. It could be Trump, Biden, Obama, whoever. But then you don't have to worry about people like you're just biased. It's probably not a bad idea to take a breath. You yeah, know, let's just let's just wait a little bit. Maybe so, maybe yeah. two terms yeah, instead of ten years. Settle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, they, do we know if uh, Grant was he a was he hammered uh, all the time when he was president yes. or just general? All the time. Okay. All the time. Really? Oh, yeah. you know that? Did you know that he's buried in Grant's tomb? 
Oh, good. Oh, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> hey, he's getting it out of the way. I'm sorry. He'll be better in the Amy's not here. Somebody's so got to pick up the slack. I'm sorry. I know, but somewhere there's a four-year-old laughing. I know. Yeah, that's about it. He's I got know. an old house here, you know? Oh, yeah? Hey. Yeah. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> Have you seen it, Kevin? No. Go see his cabin. It's Grant's farm. <laughs> yeah, Grant's farm. Yeah. Oh, I've seen his cabin. Yeah. So what did you guys talk about? If not the president's <laughs> list. <laughs> Give us what some ideas here. About? Oh, yeah. We talked about uh, the city and, and whether or not St. Louis is um, markedly improved after the Janae Edmondson tragedy from last yeah. year, which oh, was just yeah. over a year ago. And I told Brad, because he mentioned it this morning, that it was just over a year ago. It, for some reason, feels like it was six months ago. It yeah. does not feel like it was a full year. I saw that uh, the mayor signed the Safer Streets Bill two weeks after that. Right. And, uh, I mean... What's changed? Nothing. Yeah, I mean, I try to I, I try to be as fair as I can. The same way I do, people are going to run their car into a bridge. But the same way I do with Trump. Because I, I really don't like criticizing Trump, Brad, for the same reason you mm-hmm. do. Because you alienate half the audience. Sure. So I try to keep my thumb on the scale as much as I can to be reasonable. I do the same thing for the city. I do the same thing for Mayor Jones. And since I don't know all the inner workings of like, oh, under this safer streets bill, we did this, 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 and X, Y, Z. I don't know. I just know the people are still getting killed, and I drive it every day, and it's like, you know what it's like? I've never played Grand Theft Auto, but I played the Simpsons mm-hmm. game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. lot like running over Mole Man, because just, yeah. you know, do what you want to do. Yeah, well, we just had the thing with the Drake concert yes. on yep. Monday, where yeah. two people were killed, two people what from was it, like, town. two days before the anniversary of the, of yeah, the uh, Edmondson yeah. Yeah, incident? Yeah, and it's not, and again, it's not even just that. It's, I mean, like, if we only measured you it by the time somebody was seriously. You the incident. I yeah. think you're drunk. You're drunk as Grant. Did I say that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, you did. my bad. I'm drunk on Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's because Andrew's not here. Yeah, Drowning your sorrows. I'm weird. Um, <laughs> but, like, what, what, if you look downtown, mm-hmm. I mean, has something changed in, in other neighborhoods? Have they? I know that we had the issue over by Ted Drews, right? There was the high school kid that was killed over there. Yeah. Um, and there are other neighborhoods, areas where people blow through there, and they've been trying to talk about redesigning structures, maybe putting in some. Uh, one of the things they do in some places, they put in the roundabouts instead of intersections because yeah. you have to slow down. You can't just well, blow through them. I was thinking about this, having worked downtown, downtown for a long time as a lawyer. I was in the chemical building. I was in the Boatman's Tower. Um, once you get, so we're at 12th and Olive, right? 12th and Pine, 12th and Olive. And, yeah, 12th and, and, Olive. Tucker, Tucker and Olive. Tucker and Olive, yeah. Olive, so 12th and Olive. And Olive going west, you could land a plane on it. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's yeah. so wide. Yep. Uh, but once you go east on any of the streets downtown, there are these weird little horse-drawn carriage streets. Yeah. And you can't really widen them out because nope. you have no. buildings and sidewalks. Yep. And it's all, you know, one way this, one way that. I always feel bad for people who are out from out of town. But you could look at the numbers. And when I say numbers, I mean the bill that Tashara Jones signed into law two weeks after Janae Edmondson was injured. Uh, it was a $47 million bill to fix the street. Not fix, but to make things better mm-hmm. in terms of road repair, in terms of changing signage and streetlights. And of that $47 million that was signed uh, almost exactly a year ago, uh, nine hundred thousand of that has been spent today. Wow! Out of that forty-seven so, million, so it is like so, a twenty-seven-year plan. So I guess you're right. So from that perspective, I'm looking at that and saying, and, and Chris and I were talking about it, and Chris said, "Yeah, you've got a you've got a plan on projects. You've got to get bids. You've got things to do like that." But there are things you could do today. 
like even at the at the intersection where uh, where uh, Riley ran into and ran over Janae Edmonds Edmondson, you could change that sign from a yield to a stop sign, and that literally cost you fifty bucks, and that hasn't been done. So when you look at those things, you can say, yeah, we could be doing more than just simply talking about the problem. Well, the I don't know if you guys voted um, for. Are you a city resident? Yeah. Okay. So Rachel is, um, I am, and participated in that, it was a survey, and they did it uh, about a month ago, I guess it was, where you could go to the city website, and there were about 20 different things, and you could, they gave you 10 tokens, and they said, you spend these tokens however Mm. you want. Which, Which of these things do you think is most important that we should do with this RAM settlement money? And there were a bunch of different, like, downtown development mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So I did mine. The survey results came back. And the top five things, I, I can't remember the the last three, but the top two were fixing the water main, uh, the, the sewers. Makes sense. And number two was traffic calming. And that's what city residents say they wanted. I honestly think that the only thing that will truly fix our traffic issues of people driving like jackasses is more people downtown because as long as it's desolate as long as you walk around downtown and you see nobody on the streets you see no cars on the streets people are going to drive fast so i don't know that we really actually fix the traffic issue and and the reckless driving issue until we have people in the city well you could do one thing Hire some more cops and put people out on the street. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. I've but seen it. I've seen this posted. Forty-seven million dollars. I mean, I, I've seen it so many times where it's like there are two officers on duty so in downtown. Me, but here's I the, can't be okay. Here's the devil's advocate on that. Do you do you get more police on the streets where there are no people? Because but if there are people, hire, well, no. What I'm saying is if they're if they're going to hire more police, aren't those resources ultimately going to be spent where there are actual people? I don't know. You know, it, where the accidents to, are and the crime is. Exactly. Well, I mean, right, there, are, there are shootings right down the street here. They're not, but there's it, more of it in other places than downtown. I, I agree. And those should be emphasis, too. It's not only about downtown, but you can't get more people downtown if downtown is not safe. Because nobody's coming here. Not, Absolutely right. Not to say that people who live in bad neighborhoods in North St. Louis are not important. They are. But they, it's that area is not as important as downtown to the national reputation and conventions and blues games and Cardinals games and things like that. So when you have one cruiser for a, a major metropolitan downtown, you, you, we don't need a committee. We don't right. we don't need a think tank. I can no. tell you, you got one cruiser with two cops in it for an entire downtown. I can see your problem right there. Uh, can you hang on one more? I got yeah, a question I can stick for around. you. Yeah, I okay. can do that. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. DGS uh, playing the part of Amy Mark scores today is Brad Young and uh, playing it well. Um, so I had a question. We're talking about the traffic downtown and the guy that just killed the mom and the daughter got out on bail after two days. I'm really surprised by that. I, I, I mean, I guess he maybe had someone with some money or he had money, but I would have thought that would have been maybe a no bail case. Well, you understand that the push now. The push in court systems across the country, it's a push that I disagree with, but the push is you cannot penalize someone uh, for basically being poor. And so if you're going to let people out on bail who had money, which used to be always the case, put up enough money, out you go, uh, that you're not going to penalize people now simply because they don't have the money, and so we're going to let them out on bail. I I completely disagree with that philosophy, mm-hmm. ha- but having said that, that is the philosophy that permeates in most courts now. Hmm. Because I can understand that being a valid part of the algorithm. Correct. But then when you add in, hey, and I don't know, this guy could be a millionaire, but let's let's assume he's not for the moment. This guy that doesn't have a lot of resources just killed two people. He did. Let's but, not, and left. And left. And left. Yeah. Right. But the push now is, and let's contrast this with Janae Edmondson for a moment. In Janae Edmondson, the guy who hit her, Daniel Riley, he had, and, and, and Chris and I talked a little bit about this today, he had over 50 bond violations and parole violations that would any one of those would have put him back in prison. Mm-hmm. And had he been put back in prison for any one of those 50 or 51 parole violations, wow. Janae Edmondson would have both of her legs today. Mm. So I think now the push is, and this is uh, the second part I certainly agree with, is that even if you let somebody out on on parole or on bond, if there's a bond violation or a parole violation, put them back in. They do not deserve to be on the street. Yeah. Wheels, what's the deal with the uh, Missouri politicians and the wrong guy? Did you, so you saw this, so the shoot. Did you see these, Ron? The, the guy oh, that was in yeah, the, the red tracksuit at yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs parade. He was one of the three arrested. He was, he was arrested the there. Right. He was arrested at the parade. Mm-hmm. And be, as after that, like in the immediate aftermath, there were a whole bunch of poli- Missouri politicians and some conservative groups and things like that that were posting this guy's an illegal immigrant, and he's one of the shooters, and we have violent immigrants. The guy's from Olathe, Kansas. He was arrested for public intoxication. He had nothing to do with the shooting, and yet people, including including elected officials, were out there just basically slandering this guy, saying he's an illegal immigrant. For what reason? Based on nothing. 
They're doing it because they know it'll get people heated. And, you know, uh, Nick Schroer was one that mm-hmm. amplified it. He wasn't alone. There were a lot of others. And I, what are we doing? Is that, by the way, is like, that? Why, why is that a thing? Why are we all jumping on? I mean, you have no idea why that guy was arrested. He was in a red sweatsuit. He didn't have a gun. There was nothing ever that said this guy is connected to this thing. But And then where did the illegal immigrant thing come from? People just made it up. Brad, is that actionable? From that guy's perspective? The the, the level of, of proof that has to be required is, starts with, is the person a celebrity, yes or no? And if the answer to that is no, then, and this guy wouldn't be a celebrity. No. So if the, if the guy's not a celebrity, then the level required uh, is it goes beyond, because if it's a celebrity, it has to be actual malice. You have to know that it was false. And that uh, uh, and that you intended to harm, but on that lower standard, yeah, there might be a level. And the reason why I say there could be some action there, if you look at the Nick Sandman situation from several years ago, where people slandered him, that was from the left. Okay, it does happen on both sides. The left was slandering Nick Sandman, saying that he intentionally discriminated against some uh, some blacks, some African Americans. None of that was true. Uh, he sued and he won. He got some big money. We don't know exactly, but he got big money from CNN and others because he was not a celebrity. And that's really the basis that you have to look at when you're analyzing whether they could be successful or not. Yeah, and I mean, like, I just want to read a couple of these things because, it, again, it's just it's crazy, but. The Missouri Freedom Caucus was one of the one of the groups tweeting about this, and they said they they wrote that you know the the president's open border policies and Kansas City sanctuary city status are to blame for this shooting essentially, um, and you got others that are quote tweeting these things and amplifying them even more. Uh, Denny Hoskins tweeted fact: President Biden's open border policies and cities who promote themselves as sanctuary cities invite violent illegal immigrants to the U.S. And it's that is quote tweeting a picture of this guy sitting down being identified as an illegal immigrant. And he's sitting there on a curb. All this guy did was have too much to drink at a parade. Well, even if it's not actionable, how about an apology? I, uh, I haven't how seen any of those. I haven't seen any of those. But again, if you're, if you're a public official, if you hold oh. office, you, you owe it to everyone to know what you're talking about before you go on Twitter. Well, you're not dangerous. just some it's, random guy. It's dangerous for those people. Because if if there's somebody looking at those tweets and thinks, oh, I'm going to take care of this guy because of what he did. Yeah. And that's that's dangerous. to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Get your motor running. Head out on the highway. Look 
looking for adventure in whatever comes our way. Yeah, darling, go make it happen. Take the world in a lovely 134 world. DG asks, weird day because we're the only ones here. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's always strange. Yeah, I pulled into the garage strange. and I was like, why is nobody here? And they're like, oh, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't mind it, but it makes me feel like no one's listening. And I say this on days like this all the time, and people yeah. will be like, we're listening, which yeah. is great. But when you go into your giant office and no one's there on a holiday, you feel like, well, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> At least all the lights are on. Yeah, well, last time not was, when I showed up. Oh, uh, you didn't turn them on? Yeah, yeah. Chris, yeah. Chris turned on the lights for Thanks, us. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> I didn't. I just walked. I'm like, this is kind of nice. It's starting to be the first time <laughs> I've called you going. Chris. You're weird today. <laughs> you really are. Why is always raunch? Andrew made me laugh the other night. Yeah. Did you hear his line about what Wheeler wore to the Odyssey Academy Awards? <laughs> no. Basically that. It's what I'm wearing now. And he said, you look like, your clothes look like what a dad wears when he takes a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. That was good. That was good. That's what I was going for. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd have put on some white New Balance that have been like, you're going to go mow the lawn? What are you doing? <laughs> I was thinking about Andrew on Friday. Uh, when we were looking for the mouse, did he yeah. know there was a mouse? Did you know about this, Ron? No. Andrew was worried that he had a mouse in his car because he heard be rustling. <laughs> yeah. And then he found a package, like a cardboard package that had little tiny bite marks out of it. So he thought, maybe I have a mouse in the car. What if it's a rat? So. And it's going to be like ratatouille, <laughs> except he just helps Andrew drive. <laughs> He just sits in the passenger seat, gives him directions. No, he just, he'll get a hat. Navigator. And he'll just pull on his hair, and he can read and drive. <laughs> will, will the mouse eat all the spiders? Hopefully. I don't think they eat spiders, do they? I don't know. It'll be like one of those TikTok animation things, like five mice versus 49 spiders. And <laughs> Those are the best. It was fun, though. We had Wheels and Dave go out and report live from the yeah, trash we did, car we to did try to search find the mouse. That's in great. search of the mouse. No mouse was found. I was, well, I was a little... Uh, apprehensive with each item I moved, and it wasn't even the mouse. Like I don't want to grab a mouse. But I'm not like afraid He'll of survive, them, right? but I'm afraid of whatever is going to eat the mouse. Yeah. yeah. How would a mouse get in the car if it's I, not through the door? Well, he says it's because he lives in a wooded area. Yeah. yeah. He made it sound like he has a chalet. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in the like woods. he's living in Norway or something. <laughs> Wait, I've seen a photo of his house. He's got a like a regular neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a driveway. Normal. Do you know what he said? I forget the exact setup, I'll get it wrong. But years ago he talked about living in a gated community. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't mean to call you out, but he goes, Well, I'm right outside the gate. Okay. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. That's, Just a, that's, that's like, amazing. So in other words, Brilliant. you're the reason they have a gate. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> God, I love that guy so much. <laughs> he's, uh, I don't know. He's irreplaceable. Yeah. Here's what I noticed about him. If you're not talking, like if there's a work event mm-hmm. and you're not spending time talking to him, he gets very upset. There's he a wants long you, list of things he He wants you to pay attention about. to him. And if you're not, then it's, it's he doesn't like it. Yeah, but he says that about you, Ronj. He says oh. you're the attention seeker. Oh. Remember when he posted the... Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> the, like, the rules for people who seek validation and attention, attention and love attention. attention. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. the funniest That's thing not that anyone's me. ever done. <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk a little sports while we have you guys here. Sure. The NBA uh, All-Star Game, <laughs> 211 to 186. I saw some highlights. Yep. Is it is that just like the most fun ever and I should shut up or is it kind of goof? It's uh, I, they don't care anymore. 
It they never not, did. Yeah. But it, no, they used to try a they little didn't. bit. I, I've been watching all-star games since the early 80s. Baseball used to. They, well, yeah. A lot of people used to way back in the day because there was some financial benefit, like yeah. actual benefit. The winning team got a little bit more money. Well, when you made $100,000, it mattered. When you make $50 million a year, that little extra means nothing, and it's not worth risking injury. Because the minute you jack up your ankle because you're trying too hard – or, you know, you do like what Pete Rose did to Ray Fossey and basically oh end the guy's he career. Did. So it's kind of like a Globetrotters game. It basically like is. We're just having it's, fun. We're shooting hook shots. It's a, it's a showcase is the way I would put it. That's what yeah. an all-star game is. And that's okay. Yeah. I mean, baseball's a little different in that the pitchers are trying and the hitters are trying to hit the ball. But they're certainly pitchers are not going to drill anybody. Right. And the, and most players are not going to make a dangerous play near the wall or whatever. You're not going to do the things that are most likely to get you hurt. And it's yeah. the same thing in the Pro Bowl. The Pro, they're not going to tackle for real. They kind of have tackle. Yeah. The, the Pro Bowl is awful. Yeah. It is unwatchable. I will say that when it comes to the All-Star anything, I just don't. Maybe it's because I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, well, when you're a kid and when we were young, um, you didn't get the opportunity to see players from other teams play. Right. But now right. there's interleague. Mm-hmm. Now everything's on TV, so you do get to watch these other stars play. But I just don't. Who do I we don't open care up about? Uh, card? Let's talk some cards. Who yep. do we open up? Dodgers. Get out. Yeah. Yep. In L.A. Oh crap! I thought, <laughs> the I Cardinals thought been here. I was going to get super excited. No, no. They the Cardinals actually have a pretty brutal schedule in April. I've heard that. And uh, they have, I think they what have one off day in the first 14 days. A lot of day games, I'm hoping. Uh, a few. There always are a few in April. And I think they're talking about like a six-man rotation for some of that because it's a pretty heavy yeah. schedule to start off. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, Dodgers for the first four games. So no playing around <laughs> right, right. right out of the gate. And then I think that, that after that, it's Padres. So you start with a seven-game West Coast trip. Mm-hmm. Boy, and if we could do well, though. Oh, you get a good. What you, a shot in the arm that would be. If you go out and win four out of the seven, yeah. you've had a pretty good start to the year. But, and it's I mean, early season, too, so it, it it's really kind of up in the air, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it could be. I mean, the, the Dodgers know. are awesome, but that doesn't mean they're going to be, you know, Dodgers awesome in the first few games of the year because the first few games are pretty unpredictable. And then you've got the Marlins and the Phillies at home, so the Cardinals home openers against the Marlins. Uh, then Arizona, who obviously had a playoff run. You got an easy series against the A's, but then Brewers, Diamondbacks, Mets, and even even well, Detroit's supposed to be decent this year. So any, your first uh, April's tough, man. Any, think, any chance they're going to change the uniforms? Is this just done? Oh, my God. Have you been tracking? You've been yeah, tracking this. this. Have you seen this, Rach? No. So uh, they have new uniforms by Nike. And, and uh, Fanatics. It's baseball-wide. It's not just right, the Cardinals. Right. It's and all teams. Evidently, they're awful. Yep. Uh, like players so. hate them they in, in many ways. Terrible. So from the fans' end, the font of the name is too small. The yeah. font on the number has nothing shrunk stitched. up. So yeah, nothing is stitched. It's all they, like iron on at a mall. They move some <laughs> of the logos. I'm with and stupid then kind of thing. From the players' perspective, they said they feel like replicas. Yeah. Like they're not comfortable. They're not the right size. They don't fit the way they're supposed but to. If you as a fan want to buy an Orinato jersey, it's still going to be 180 bucks. It's yep. going to be whatever it's always been. Oh yeah. yeah, they won't. They won't make them less expensive. <laughs> They'll fix it for the players though. Will they? Oh yeah. Okay. The players making enough noise, they'll fix that. I mean, I can't, I can't, because you know what? Some of them will do. Some of them are just going to break out their old stuff. I didn't know they could do that. They aren't supposed to, but they will, because they don't. They they want to be comfortable more than anything. They do not want to. I mean, there was some talk about like the, and again, maybe it'll be tougher with the jerseys, but 
There were some reviews that the new pants just are wrong. They don't fit right. right. They're t- they used to tailor them. Yeah, them. right. And now they don't anymore. Which right. I mean, come on. Speaking of sports, um, no one watches more local news than me. I've told you that, like on the weekends. And uh, I was watching Channel Five, and they were promoting the Daytona race. Yeah. Uh, and all they showed were crashes. Oh. And I, I was like, okay, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on. <laughs> It was just one crash after another. Oh. Maybe that's the only interesting part to them. Anything happening, Jupiter? I mean, I know things are happening, but anything of note? Yeah, there's a few things today. Uh, one of the things that got a lot of buzz over the weekend was some stuff that Nolan Arenado said on Friday. Um, it, it, it's not it's not terrible. I mean, it, it, it it's interesting though. Hopefully, it's about Marmol. Um, no, it was. <laughs> he was talking about last year and his exam. I'm gonna read. I'll read the quote, and you guys. I mean, okay. you, you've seen it, right? This this are not a thing. He said our team was all young. Talking about last year, our team was all young guys, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but they just kind of overran the clubhouse. And usually the veterans run the clubhouse. And I don't mean that in a way where they were disrespectful. It wasn't anything like that, but there were just so many of them. And I think if you want to get the best out of young guys, you've got to see how the veterans do it. All stars and players who have been there before, and that's how you get them better. But if they don't have those types of figures, it's hard for that to happen. I know me and Goldie were there, but there, there's only, it doesn't, uh, we're not really vocal people. So it's nice to have Carp, Matt Carpenter, who's not afraid to go up to people and talk to them and hold people accountable. And, I love that quote. Well, a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. A lot of fans were like, well, wait a minute. You, Goldie, Contreras, Wainwright, Michaelis, Matts, Montgomery, you had a lot of veterans in there and you're putting it on the kids? I understand that point. Now, he did go on and make an interesting point because he's not a vocal leader. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with him and Goldie being more quiet by nature. There's nothing wrong with that. What he said was interesting that followed this to provide some context was he said something along the lines of, I need to learn that it's okay for me to still be the guy that speaks up when I feel like I'm struggling. Because mm. he struggled by his standards last year. Yeah, He was not happy with his own performance. He was basically trying to find it from the beginning. Right. And he said he felt like... It's not his place if he's not I can't, doing well. I can't yep. speak up if I'm not playing well. Right. And then essentially he said Goldschmidt's like, dude, you're Nolan Arenado. You can always... Yeah. Assert yourself there. So it was a really introspective I w- thing I in that regard. I would love to talk to him to find out what he did mean by it. Yeah. Were they just rambunctious? Were they just not as serious? Yeah. Was it? I took it as they just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. But again, when you have a clubhouse with Adam Wainwright. Okay, I know I'm kidding. And Miles Michaelis about, and all these guys. I know I'm kidding well, about this feud I have with Marmol. <laughs> kind of. But isn't that his, isn't that his no, job? It, well, no. The if players, what you're saying is true. Yes, but players need uh, teammates. I, to, I get to, it. to yeah, do yeah. that job but because is, a lot of times the message just doesn't even if it's coming from from a manager who's been around for a long time the message needs to come from a guy with a no, locker no, no, next no. to yours no i'm saying isn't it marmel's job to make sure that's happening with the oh. players i mean well, he can't make them right you you can he can talk to those veterans and say we need more and by the way there was some buzz that those conversations happened last year and the veterans did not enjoy them didn't step up yeah that they weren't happy with that message being sent so I, there, you need both. You need leadership from a manager and the coaching staff, but you also need peer leadership. You need people in the room that are going to talk to someone as a friend, not as a supervisor. You know what? Not a friend, not as a boss. Yeah. And but you need both for it to work. But I just, the thing that bothers me, and it's not that I think Arenado's wrong, 
it bothers me that what when it what, for example, what happened with Wilson Contreras last year was led by veteran players. Those starting pitchers that turned on Wilson Contreras were veteran players. So don't pick on the young guys. Yeah. The young guys are young guys. They don't know what they don't know. But yet I saw a group of veteran starting pitchers blame their struggles on a catcher. Also, that I And think- who stood up? Who said stop it? Because nobody did in real time. It wasn't until after the fact that they finally were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we blew it. We shouldn't have done that. Well, one thing, and I, I don't know if he privately deep down agrees with what happened last year, but he makes it sound like he got it. Yeah. Wilson, the way he talks about that whole situation, he makes it sound like, hey, I needed to learn, and I did. So it's very classy of him. It yes. was. He handled it as well as you possibly could. Just talking about uh, Arenado making some statements about uh, the team last year and uh, too many young ones and not enough veterans and not enough veterans speaking up. And I was going and you mentioned Lance Berkman and it struck me how really important it is. Uh, what a selling point it is for a really good baseball player who's also really great in, in the clubhouse. Yeah. And I was going to ask you guys, I know every sport's different, every team is different, but in general, do you feel like, I feel like when I was a kid, professional sports operated like Corey League, but with grownups. That makes sense? Yeah. Like the guys were super into it and very rah-rah and we're going to beat your ass and like Pete Rose and like seemed like they were all like that. And now they seem not antiseptic or like we don't care, but way more like that. And maybe when you're making $30 million a year, you can't help but just be a little less high schooly. Yeah, I, I think it's perception. I've read enough books about what went on in clubhouses back in the day. So you don't think it's that much different? I think it's I think it's the way the game is covered, and the, co- the game is covered so much more now. I mean, you go back in the times we're talking about, it was basically just newspaper writers in the clubhouse. Now it's five newspaper writers. It's a couple of guys that work online. It's four TV stations. It's three radio stations. It's it's and they're always always. What about, on. what about on the field? Am I mistaken? I think we have the best athletes we've ever had, but I don't feel like we have the most. And I'm not talking about the Cardinals. I'm talking about just the sport. professional sports that we've had the least passionate. But that could just be my perception. I, I don't. I don't think so. In fact, in fact, I would argue baseball's gone the opposite. Baseball for a long time was just stoic, stayed, be don't don't offend. And now that guys celebrate, you know, they're flipping bats, they're having a good time. Pitchers are pumping their fists. Yeah. I think baseball's going the other direction in terms of showing it, mm-hmm. but not everybody does. Yeah. And I think that's and it's fine to be both. Um, you can't. I mean, actually, I got something for later that I want to get into because a, a player from the Angels just said basically i think it was today or yesterday just said look man this is my job it's not it's not a real priority for me wow and yeah it's anthony rendon and it and it's there's oh, more well, to that's, it yeah. there's more to it um he's like my priorities are my family and my faith and all that but he goes I, he, he's talking about even back when it, 10 15 years ago 
baseball was never his favorite thing. It's just a job. You, you it's know just what, though, what he's good at. It, it's still, when you get to that level. But I think that's rare. Very rare. Yeah. There are some guys who are like, this is just what I do. I'm just um, good at it. Kind of like um, in basketball, um, Jokic. Yeah. Nico Nikola Jokic. Jokic he's yeah. he's kind of like, eh, you know, it's just my job. But he's one of the top two or three players in the whole world. Yeah. Um, but it's very, very rare. Most of the time, if you get to that level, it's because you do care. Yeah. You care and you work your ass off to get there. Yeah. It, and I don't think that it's much different. I mean, I think we, you know, like now a guy like Pete Rose would just be looked at as a tryhard. A lot of that was fake hustle. A lot of that was because he knew he got headlines for yep. doing it. And Pete loved the, the Ray Fossey attention. thing that you mentioned. Yeah. I am learning so much right now. I don't <laughs> oh, even yeah. feel like I'm doing a show. This is oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 